to your feet. We'll get ready for the word of the Lord this morning. While you are standing, go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. I'm sorry. Actually, 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 in your Bibles. When you get there, say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Something like that. And it reads, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods. But God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for uh, the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God both and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And you are not your own. For you were brought with at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Let us pray. Father, once again, we gather by your grace, by your power, by your divine wisdom to gather understanding and knowledge about how we can equip ourselves to accomplish the work that you have set out for us to accomplish. And Father, we are here today because, Father, as we said earlier, this is not a monologue but a dialogue. It's an opportunity for us not only to talk with you and to share with you, but also to listen. This is our moment in time where we, Father God, we center our hearts together to hear your word. I pray against distractions. I pray against frustrations. I pray against dullness of ears. And I pray against blindness of eyes. I pray, Father, that ears would be open, uh, eyes would be made to see today what the Spirit is saying to the church. And so, Father, use me today. I'm simply that conduit, Father God, that you might speak through me the precious, wonderful words of life. We love you for it, and we thank you in advance. And all God's children said amen. amen. You can be seated in our God's presence. We are continuing our series uh, entitled Get Fit. And uh, this series, as I have been saying every week, is designed to help us to run faster, to run further, and be more effective for our God. And so today, I want to talk about physical and spiritual fitness. 
Uh, I, I thought about this sermon, this series, and I thought there's absolutely, unequivocally, no way that I can preach a series about get fit and not cover our physical bodies. Now, I know that some of us may be somewhat tempted to jump off the bus, but I want to stop you, amen? I want you to come back on the bus, and I want you to listen and get the revelation that I believe God wants all of us to have. If you are familiar with the old Greek culture, they used to believe in an old uh, kind of dualism that kind of separated the spirit from the body. They didn't believe... They, they believe simply that if the body, if the spirit is good, then it didn't really matter what you do with your body. That your body, you can just kind of, it's evil, it's, it's all these horrible things, and you don't have to be concerned about your body. You just need to be concerned about your spirit. And the reality of that is that it is wrong thinking. How many know that God is concerned about your body? How many know that God made your body? And God wants you to be healthy. Now, the goal of my sermon today, I want to put you on at ease, is not to prescribe for you a menu or a diet by which you should eat every day. But simply my job is today is to give you somewhat of a framework from which to work because we must realize that what we put into our bodies and how we treat our bodies has a direct effect on our ability to be able to run faster and run further for God. Can I get an amen on that? Uh, how many know that when you're sick in your body, you are limited in what you can do? The reality of it is, is that there are a lot of things that we can do, that we can manage, that we can control our longevity here on this earth. Listen, let's be honest. There are many people that are not here today, Christians, who are not here today, not because God necessarily wanted them out, because they failed to take care of themselves. They fail to take care of their bodies. And we must understand that as Christians, that God it cares about that, and we need to care, too. I, I, I did some research, and I want you to, to catch this. And some of these statistics may be shocking to you, um, but I want you to listen up. Seven out of ten Americans are overweight, which means that's about 70% of American people are overweight today. In the last five to ten years, listen to this, diabetes and heart disease has exploded because of weight-related issues. 80 million people in America are pre-diabetic or diabetic. Folks, that's a lot of people. In 1995, listen to this, there was not a single state that had more than 20% obese uh, rate. Today, there is not a single state that doesn't have more than 20% obese rate. Listen to this, globally, 20 million people this year will die from infectious disease. Infectious disease are things like AIDS, um, Ebola, have everybody been keeping up with that? Uh, those are, and that's a terrible thing, 20 million people, that's a lot. We're talking globally, we're talking this year. But listen to this, um, 50 million people Worldwide, will die from chronic disease. Chronic disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, um, uh, you name it. These are chronic diseases. And for the first time 
in history, listen to this, globally, as many people are dying from obesity, are dying from malnutrition. In other words, 1.1 billion people are dying from malnutrition, and 1.1 billion are also dying from obesity. Now, I know that, first of all, I step on my own toes, all right? Let me just, let me just say this right in the beginning. I'm overweight. I can do better, amen? Because I want to run further for God. Our health problems, many of our health problems today can be controlled. In other words, if we simply apply biblical principles, we can control how our life ends up. How many, you know, one of the things that I, I, I see that is so troubling to me is you see people who get around 60 and 70 years old and they're confined to a wheelchair. They can't walk, you know, because they have diabetes, they have all these different issues. Again, I'm not knocking the people. Y'all understand that, right? I'm just saying that if we control the weight and watch and take care of our bodies better, we can, we can, we can remove some of this stuff. My doctor told me, how many of you go to the doctor and the doctor said to you, you need to lose weight? How many of you went to the doctor the doctor says, you, you, you need to control what you eat because your cholesterol is high? Or because, and, and, and I found out this more and more, the more weight come off, the healthier in most cases you will be. But see, the enemy, how many know the devil wants to snuff us out? And so we've kind of left, we, we, we understand that salvation that God saved us and that, and that, and that you know, that, that our bodies are, are not redeemed in the, sense that they're, in, in the sense that they are today, like our physical bodies will be changed. But we've kind of forgotten the fact that our bodies is important to God. I'm going to show you some scriptures today that may surprise some of us. But bad health drastically, and I say drastically, affect our ability to serve the Lord. Drastically. Many of us, we can't do what we want to do because we just simply, we're not in shape. We don't exercise. We don't run. We don't take care of our body. We abuse our body. You know, we put stuff into our body that, that is not wise. So we want to kind of deal with some of those things today. How many know that, that, that we're supposed to, as Christians, we're supposed to uh, 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 live, uh, eat to live, not live to eat. There's a difference, right? Sometimes we eat when we're not even hungry. Sometimes we just eat because I'm supposed to get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But if you're overloaded on breakfast, you may not need no lunch. A little bit of wisdom we're going to talk about here this morning. So, so we, need to, we need to start thinking that, that the reality of it is, is most of us in here are getting more than we are. We're getting more in than what we are letting out. And so, so, Pastor, why are you preaching on this subject? Because I don't want to be preaching your funeral because you didn't take care of your body. That's why I'm preaching about this. And the church got to stop being silent about this because you must understand that, that listen to me, that, that God wants, listen to me, the reason why I go to the gym. I go to the gym and I work out. I'm going to tell you the, the, the sole reason, I used to do it because I just wanted to look good. Days over. <laughs> I've been redeemed. Mind changed. I do it now because I want to live a long time. And listen to me, I want to be able to be walking with my 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I want to be walking strong and running for God. 
I don't want to be confined. I don't want you to come push pastor. No, don't get, get, the, get your hand off. I ain't pushing this. If I can help it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Okay, 3 John, chapter 1, verse 2. 3 John, it's in the epistles. It's a book we go to all the time, right? You want to know books? It reads this. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Hear that? Beloved, I pray. This is Paul talking to Gaius. He says, Beloved, I pray for you that you may prosper in all. Everybody say in all. In all things. Watch this. And be in health just as your soul prospers. So the first thing that we got to come to grips with is God wants us healthy. Look at your neighbor and say it with me. God wants us healthy. Say it again. God wants us healthy. When he says be in health, that is a direct, uh, that is directly related to our physical bodies. Be in health. Be in health has to do with, how many know with what we do with our bodies? What we put in? How many know we need to cut off some of the sugar? Amen. I'm a sugar. You know, I love my wife. I love, don't bring no Oreos in the church. I, I stay away from it. That's why y'all don't see me. I run. Because I know me. How many know that we ought to know ourselves? So to be in health means that I have to look at, okay, what's the things, what things am I doing to help me to get in shape, to get healthy? Y'all know we've been looking at our brother. Y'all know I'm not even going to say his name because, you know, he's been dogging me lately about the Cowboys Redskins. So I'm not going to. But, 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 but y'all know our brother who, who looks good. He's been slimming up. He's been changing the way. that And, and, and ever since he made the change, he is more healthy. He looks better. And, 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 and y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Brother E. He looks great. Because when the weight falls off, when the weight comes off, there's something about our bodies that functions better. How do you know that God designed our bodies to function a certain way? And when we put stuff in it that we shouldn't put in it, or we do stuff with it that we should not do with it, it affects our bodies. Come on, church. We got, so, we gotta, so look, we, we, got, we, we got to be concerned about our health. I know you don't hear a whole lot of sermons. How many sermons do you hear on, talking about your physical body health? How many sermons have you heard talked about that? Yeah, but people say, I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump on me. I go, listen, I go to churches. And I see pastors who are preaching the word of God, and they're sitting there, and they're about as big as this floor mat, standing behind the pulpit. A picture of undisciplined. How many know that gluttony is a sin? How many know that we, listen, listen, the, the, one of the fruit of the spirit is, is self what? Control. So we got to get a hold of this, Amen. I'm going to give you some reasons. So, so listen, so the goal of this sermon is not so much to prescribe a diet, but I want to give you a why. I want to answer the question, why should you care? Why? I'm going to answer the why. Why should you care about your physical body? I'm glad I heard all y'all ask me the question. I'm so glad you asked. I'm going to answer that. <laughs> so 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12, gives us some insight into this. First thing he says, Paul says that all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. That's verse 12, all right? 
Just because there's no scripture in the Bible that commands me to get up every morning and work out don't mean that I shouldn't. Just because I'm free and I can eat fried chicken seven days a week don't mean I should. Oh, somebody said, leave the chicken alone, Pastor. Leave the chicken alone. <laughs> See, just because I can smoke and chew don't mean that I should. Are you hearing me? Don't mean that I should. Paul is suggesting here that we must, listen, even though we have freedom, freedom don't mean that we throw our wisdom. Freedom, let me say that again. Freedom doesn't mean that we throw out wisdom. So Paul said, listen, all things are lawful for me. I mean, I'm free. You are free to eat all the ice cream you want. But how many know it ain't really free? You are, we, listen to me, we are free. Paul says all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. How many know we need to exercise some self-control? Now watch this. So, so, so let's, let's get that point. So all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. So just because I can don't mean that I should. So let's keep that in mind. Second thing that this passage teaches in verse 20, our bodies belong to God. All right? Now, now, everybody look up for a moment. I know they used to have a song. My wife said I got it wrong. But y'all remember that song, some of y'all old school, it's my body, I do what I want to do with it. It's my body, I can do it. My wife said it was party. Okay, I'm for the purpose of my message, body. Okay. <laughs> Your body don't belong to you. One day, you and I are going to have to give an account to God for how we treated this body. Your body does not belong to you. It's not yours. Now, this, this directly flies in the face of the world who people tend to think, this is my, I do what I want to do. No, you know, if you claim you, you're a believer. First of all, even if you ain't a believer, it ain't yours. It, everything, we use it. And as a Christian, the revelation is, is that I know that I'm going to have to give an account to God for how I treat this body. God, let me know God fashioned. He gave us the body that we got. And we ought to take care of it. Amen? Because we're going to give an account. Number 14. I'm sorry. Verse number, the third point this passage teaches is that our bodies will be resurrected after we die. Verse 14. Now, how many know God believes in recycling? Nothing is wasted with God. He's going to resurrect your body. Now, it's going to be changed. 1 Corinthians 15 says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It will be raised in incorruption. So watch this. Here's another reason why I need to take care of my body. It's because my body will be resurrected. It's going to be changed. Fourth point this passage teaches is that our bodies, listen to this, are connected to the body of Christ. Verse number 15. Our bodies are connected. Everybody say connected. To the body of Christ. In other words, folks, that this thing is not just about you. Can I get an amen on that? You know, you know, you are connected to the body. As a Christian, listen to me, we are tied together. And how you live your life affects me as a believer. How many know that, that what I do, 
how I live can affect you. What I do with my body, what I put into my body, has an effect on my ability to be able to, to do my part. How many know that everybody has a part to play? Everybody has a role to play. And so I want us to, to understand something, that we are a part of something that is bigger than ourselves. Bigger. We're connected to the body. And, and in, other words, in other words, there's a purpose. There's something that God wants me to do. That's my part, and I'm supposed to be supplying. And I can't supply if I'm not looking after my temple. How many of you got to take care of your temple? Um, you know, you, how many of you like, have you ever, ever hired a physical trainer? Um, you know, I go, when I, mean, I go to Sport and Health up here around the corner, uh, they have these physical trainers, you know. And I always, I'm like, man, I can, I can do that. I can make some money, you know, doing that. People, so they have all these people. He just walk around. He's all, you know, you know, buffing in shape. He's walking around yelling at everybody, hup, 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 you know, and everybody's sitting there. And, but, you know, I thought to myself, I said, why isn't it that, why don't he just sit down with them people and, and write it on a piece of paper and tell them, go to the gym and work out and do this program? You know why? Because they ain't going to do it. And so it's something about being in the atmosphere where other people, we're, we're, we're feeding off of each other, right? That's why, you know, you go to the gym and you do the Zumba, Humba, whatever y'all do in there, Zumba. And, you know, and they like, they like yeah, everybody in there, boom, bam. And there's something about that, that that draws you in. Because it's, it's something about, listen, let me know, you can't do this thing by yourself. We got to be accountable to one another. That's why we have fellowship. That's why we have small groups. Why? Because you can't live by yourself. You can't be what God wants you to be without being connected to the body. So it's something about when we come together, we hold each other accountable. Brother, how you doing? You taking care of yourself? And one of the things we ask all the time. So now that's going to have a whole new meaning, isn't it? <laughs> so we're part of the, the body of Christ. We are connected to one another. So we need to work together. There's a greater purpose. This passage also teaches in verse 19, listen to this. God puts his spirit in our bodies. That's a big one. Now I want you to think about that for a moment. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hand. Okay, let's try it again. No, no, that's the wrong. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hand. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hand. Okay, if you just clap your hands and you save, listen, you got God's spirit down on the inside of you. Your body, see, you go back in scripture and you go back and read history and, and you go, up, go all the way back to the Old Testament. God always had a dwelling place. In the Old Testament, it was the tabernacle, right? He told Moses, I want you to build the tabernacle just like I told you to build. So Moses, they constructed a tabernacle, and that was God's dwelling place. And then God gave David. David wasn't allowed to build a temple, but God gave David. David helped to begin to formulate the plans for the temple, and they built the temple, and that was considered God's dwelling place. But guess what God's dwelling place is now? Right here. All right, so if you're going down the road, and you see a, a, a bunch of gangbangers, and they attack a church building, and they break the windows, and they destroy the church, what would you say? 
You'd be like, that's wrong, right? Stop it. You can't violate, the, the, you can't vandalize the church of God. I got, I got a question. You know, sometimes we vandalize the temple every day by not getting enough sleep. Hear me? By not taking care, by doing things we should not be doing. How many know that whenever we do that, we vandalize the temple in our own way because God's dwelling place is right in here. Do you hear me? God's dwelling place is right in here. But, but I, I want to I show you something here uh, about, about, the, about this, the spirit of God living on, on the inside of us. He said, verse 19, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost who is in you whom you have from God and you are not your own? Everybody say, I don't belong to me. So my body, God, um, um, the, the, the Holy Spirit of the living God dwells on the inside of this temple. How I many know that ought to give you some inspiration to take care of it? Because <laughs> he dwells in there. That's why he says in uh, which verse I want to go to. Uh, verse number 18. He says, flee sexual immorality for every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who sins commit, commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. How, how many know that that is, he, he actually, uh, 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 he make that a standalone. How many know that, that when people sin against, in, in a sexual way, uh, you sin against your own body? Isn't it amazing? I've been married for how many years? Uh, 23 years. Hallelujah. I got that right. That's because I just had my anniversary last week. Oh, but, um, but, you know, I ain't ever had to worry about no sexual disease with my wife. Amen. But, you know, people that are skipping, ducking, jumping, and hiding, who want to play a little bit, they, they come up with all kinds of ways to try to circumvent the word of God. So we're going to put, we're going to, we're going to commit immorality. We're going to put on a condom. I mean, no, you ain't circumventing anything. Many people still get in trouble even with that. You know why? Because you know why that happened? Because when you commit sexual immorality, you sin against your body, your, your temple. All the other sins he said are outside the body. But sexual immorality, you sin against you. Or oh, I ain't getting a whole lot of amens, but I'll keep preaching that. I'm telling the truth. Do you know it? <laughs> you sin against your own body. You're hurting yourself because your body is not made for sexual immorality. That's why there's a punishment. That's why you get problems, diseases. Doctor, give me some penicillin, whatever you got to get. I never had to ask a doctor for penicillin in 23 years. Church said amen. I better get off that. Amen. Amen. This passage also teaches in verse 20 that Jesus bought our body. The Bible says, look at verse 20, for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. See that? Glorify God in your what? Your body and your, in your spirit, which are whose? God's. So how many know that you are priceless? That God purchased your body and your spirit. It all belongs to him. He's, God says, glorify me. In other words, honor me. By taking care of my body. Everybody say, it's his body. body. That's right, it's his body. And some of you right now are thinking, man, what I got for dinner, I'm going to have to change the menu. You might. (laughs) Some of you are going to rebel and just eat it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. I'm just teasing. 
Romans 12, verses 1, Romans 12, 1 says this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living what? Sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now watch this. How many know that it is an act of worship when we care for our bodies? He said, I present, he said, your bodies a living sacrifice. You, you know what your body is, right? It's this physical thing right here. He says, it is an act of worship. You, 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 ever, you ever looked at the, uh, the dietary laws that God, did some of you know that God gave some dietary laws to the Israelites? Amen. And I was reading the dietary laws this morning to my kids in Leviticus chapter 11. And God clearly defines what the children of Israel could eat. But how many know God knows he designed the body so he knows what's good for our body? Do you not know the locusts and, and, and the grasshoppers? God said you can eat that. My daughter said that's nasty. I'm just, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I was amazed. Grasshoppers and locusts, all kind of eat that. But God gave them dietary laws, which is to say that God cares about what they put in their body because he knew that if they eat certain things, it wouldn't be good for them. Are you tracking with me? And so God came up with a whole bunch of dietary. Now, we're not under dietary restrictions today. But how many know that just because I can eat all the pork I want don't mean I should eat all the pork I want? Moderation. Everybody say moderation. moderation. Just because I can have some Oreos, amen, don't mean I can eat the whole box of Oreos. It may not be good for me. Amen. My wife said, amen. They don't bring them in the house no more. I've been banned. So, so God cares about. So, so you go back and read Leviticus chapter number 11. God came up with dietary laws because he knew that if they eat the wrong thing, that it, it could shorten your life. How many know that those principles still apply today? So, so here's what I suggest. You may want to go back to that and just, I know, I know some people that, that apply some of those dietary principles today, and they do it. They don't do it as a form of legalism. They just do it because it's wise. And so all of us need to think of that. What is wise? Whatever we got to do to not, to listen, to stop packing on the pounds. Amen. How many, we, need, we, need, we, need, we need to be very careful because I want you to live a long time. How many know that good stewardship provokes the presence and the power of God? All right, listen to me, listen to me. Why would God heal our bodies? I want you to hear, how many, how many we all just talked about God, God's, God healed uh, our, our, our sister. But you know, why should God heal our bodies if we're going to go back and keep doing the same destructive things that got us in, pro, in trouble in the first place? You know, if we keep eating bad stuff and gaining weight and we say, Lord, heal me, I'm convinced. This is just pastor. This is just pastor talking. How many know God is graceful? Amen. Everybody say amen. God, sometimes God heals. God does things for us. A lot of times I get it. Not because we've been good. He does it because he's just good. <laughs> and his mercy just endures forever. How I many you know what I'm talking about? God just bless us. And you know you don't deserve it. You know that you deserve judgment, but God just lavishes grace on us. But I believe in some cases people don't get an answer to prayer in relation to healing because we keep doing the same destructive things that got us in trouble in the first place. How many know that we are stewards first? So listen to me. If I'm believing God, listen to me. So so some of you, okay, let me ask you. How many of you need healing in your body right now? Just raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. Okay, here's what you do. The first thing you got to do is ask yourself the question, God, did I do anything that contributed to this problem? Because you want to get healed and stay healed. See, for God heal you, you go back. How many know there are laws in the universe? 
What comes up must what? You follow me? Whatsoever man sows, that shall he what? Let every man be a liar and let, every, let God be what? True. You follow me? So then, so, so we, we, need, we need to be very honest and say to ourselves, hey, God, 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 what is it that I need to change in my lifestyle? How many know that, that if you need a financial breakthrough, God ain't going to give you a financial breakthrough per se if you're going to keep doing the same things that got you in debt in the first place. There got to be a change of mind. Amen. God, God, listen to me. How many know that the God rewards stewardship? So I got it. So I had, I need to look at myself and say, God, what have I done? So part of my healing is first getting a revelation in my mind. God, I need to change my mind. I need to change something. Then say, God, now move. And God will move. How do you want to prolong life? Look at Proverbs chapter 3. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Oh, hallelujah. Y'all gonna live a long life. How many want to live a long life? I mean, how many want to live a long, healthy life? Amen. I hate sickness. You know, I hate, I hate death. The doctor told me, he said, "Look, look, you're a candidate for diabetes and high blood pressure." Hey, I, I tell it. You know, this is my, my. I am. But ain't gonna, ain't gonna, ain't gonna get me. Because I got too much work to do. Too many, too many people to get saved. Too many. I want to live. Look, I, you only live on average 70, 75 years on earth. Eternity is forever. How we live here on earth will determine how we'll serve God in eternity. Are you tracking with me? So I, I need to maximize my potential here so when I get up there, a lot of people think that heaven just, we're just going to sit on a little white, put on a little white little robe and sit on a little white cloud and just float in the air. Yeah, that's hell to me. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Uh, heaven is just floating around. Lean it on the hearts. Now, we're going to serve in the kingdom. God's going to reward us for what we do and how we steward over the stuff we got. The Bible says, well done, good and faithful servant. Are, are you hearing me? So how I deal with my now, how I treat myself, and how I live my life has a direct correlation to what I'm, how I'm going to serve God in eternity. So here's my key. Serve him well. Serve him well. Amen. Proverbs. Look at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. It says, my son, do not forget my law. All right? I want you to hold on to that thought. Don't forget my law. Don't forget my law. How many know that God's laws are good? God's laws are perfect. I don't care what they say on TV. God's laws always work. God's way always work. Are you tracking with me? He said, but let your heart keep my commands. Listen to this. Why, pastor? Why? Here it is. For length of days, watch this, and long life. Everybody say long life. And peace they will add to you. I don't know about you, but I want that. I want that. Verse number five. Jump on down to verse number five. Look at this. All right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. See, watch this. That has to do with tranquility. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, peace, and lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your, he'll direct your path. Direct your path has to do with integrity. Everybody say integrity. Look at this. And he says, and do not be wise in your own eyes. All right, that has to do with humility. Everybody say humility. 
Everybody say humility. Don't be wise in your own eyes. He said, look at verse number eight. Why? It will be health to your what? Flesh mm. and strength to your what? Bones. How do you know right living affects your health? And the church said amen to that. He said, under the Lord with your possessions, with the first fruits of all your increase, so your bonds will be filled with plenty. So, so look, here's the key to a long life. Tranquility. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean out to your own understanding. Integrity. Make your path straight. Humility. Don't be wise in your own eyes. How many know you don't know it all? You always need to turn to God. Amen. How many know we all need to turn there all the time? And then generosity. Give the first part of our resources away. Um, I, I went to, um, uh, I had an opportunity to go to Memphis, I believe it was last week, and I went to the, uh, if you ever have an opportunity to go to Memphis, uh, uh, there's a spot um, at the Lorraine Hotel. Who knows what the Lorraine Hotel is? Uh, there was Martin Luther King was killed. And they've turned it into a civil rights museum. And, and, I, and, and it's probably one of the best museums I've ever seen. Civil, I mean, it is off the charts good. If you ever go to that Memphis area, you got to see that place. It is amazing. But I was listening to some of the words of Martin Luther King. He talked about, he says, when I die, he says, here's how I want them to remember me. And he started talking about, I just, you know, everything he talked about was how he gave. He gave his life. He gave his resources. He gave his time. He gave his, he gave everything. It was all about giving. How many know there is something about giving that is healthy? See, when you give, the Bible says more blessed to give then what? Get that revelation, because it'll free up a lot of us. He said, it's more blessed. It's something about when somebody has a need, when you're able to supply. Don't you feel good about it? Don't something inside of your soul, it, it makes you happy that you were able to give. Learn to be a giver. Because here's what he says. Tranquility, integrity, and humility, and generosity will be good for our health. We want to live a long life. So watch this, four things that would keep us healthy. Trust God. Proverbs 14.30 says this, a sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rotten, rottenness to the bones. You know what, you can eat all the right things, do all this good stuff we're talking about, trying to take care of your body, but you know that, that if, you, if you're being consumed with envy and bitterness, that it'll affect your health. See, 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 sometimes, listen, it's not just what you eat, but it's what's eating you. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's not just what you eat, like, it's what's eating you. You know, you know, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, that affects us physically. It's like a cancer that gets down into our souls, and, and, it's, and, it, and it affects our spiritual being. It affects our body. So we're talking about, we're drawing the connection between your spiritual health and your physical health. So being right spiritually also affects my body. So, so I need, listen, I need to get rid of resentment. I need to get rid of hate. I need to get rid of bitterness. Why? It's for my own sake. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I got to do it for me. See, how many know, we said this last week, that when we trust God, we can't worry and trust God at the same time. One got to go, right? How many know worry kills? Jesus said, how many of you can add one day to your life by worrying? How many of you have found out that worry really has helped you? How many of you have found out that worry helps you? How many of you say, Pastor, I want to tell you right now, but I worry, I, I, man, I've been blessed. 
Now, worry drives you crazy, make you sick to your stomach because you're not designed to carry all that stuff. So another thing we need to do, this is just for it, we're almost done. Another thing we need to do, listen to this, confess your sins. You know, when we hold sin in, that it affects your body? Psalms 32, verses 3 and 5 said this, write it down. David said, listen to this, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. How many know confession is good for the soul? For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the draught of summer. But he says, but I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity. I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and you forgave me the iniquity of my sin. I mean, listen, listen to me. If you're sitting here today and you have committed sin against God, here's one thing you need to do real quick. Confess it to God. Don't hold it in. Why? Because it's not healthy. Just like worry ain't healthy, carrying all that baggage. If Paul said, one thing Paul said is, I forget those things which are behind, and I move forward to the things which are before. There's a reason Paul said that, right? But not, not just because he couldn't accomplish what he wanted to do ahead of time, but, but also health-wise, there's a direct effect. So we, need to, so we talked about this number three. We talked about giving. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. So we need to be a generous people. God so loved the world that he gave, so we need to give. Give as often as we can. I'm not just talking about giving to the church, which is what everybody should be doing. If you're a Christian, because you know the church uh, is the body of Christ, and it's the hub for which we disciple people. But we need, to be, we need to be givers in all of our life. We just need to learn how to be givers. Just give. Be a giver. Be a giver to the community. Be a giver to someone. Be a giver. Let me tell you something. And come back and I, I guarantee you, you'll feel better. You will feel better. You may kick and scream letting it go for a minute, but when you see how your gift bless somebody else, that's good for your health. And here's another thing that's good for your health. Watch this. Everybody will like this. And having fun is good for your health. Did you not know that? Proverbs 17, 22 a merry heart, everybody say a merry heart, merry heart. does good like medicine. <laughs> Some folk just need to laugh. You sick because you don't laugh enough. You're always mad. You're always unhappy. You're always grunchy. Smile. You know, I, if I would have thought about it, I would have told, told my daughter, put that Pharrell Williams song on so we can do that happy dance. What's that song, happy? Yeah. yeah. But some, some, of us just need to, some of us just need to put on a happy song and just smile a little bit. You know why smiling is important? Because the Bible says smiling is like good medicine. Like medicine. So we need to laugh some. Don't take life so seriously that you don't have a good time and you can't. Listen to me. All, the Bible says a merry heart does good like medicine. So what that tells me is I'm going to laugh some. I'm going to have a good time. I'm not going to let you steal my joy. How I many you know God has given us, us all things to richly enjoy? So I want to live a good life. I want to live a healthy life. And part of me being healthy is walking in integrity, doing all these wonderful things, laughing, taking care of my body, being concerned about what I'm putting in my body, don't, don't, not shortchanging my life because of bad dietary habits. Amen? We don't want to, listen to me, you don't want to cut your life short because of what you put in your body. Look, if I die, I don't want it to be because I, was, I did something I shouldn't have done. Y'all tracking with me? If I die early, all of us are going to die unless, unless the Lord comes first. 
I'm believing God will be, I'll be wrapped in a body here. I'm waiting for him to come back. Like I'll be sitting here and God just take me. If he take me and you still sitting here, then you need to get in trouble. You need to start praying real quick. <laughs> you got left. Amen. Pastor, go. You're supposed to be with me. All right. So in conclusion, here it is right here. Just sum it all up. Here's a summary. This is, this is more of a, of a helpful message. But listen, as a pastor, I want you to be healthy. We all need to get healthy. We need to hold each other accountable by being healthier, right? Listen, let's just be wise and think about our spiritual health and our physical health. That was, that's the whole key that we want to talk about here that I was trying to share with you this morning. All right, so what's the reason I should care for my body in summary? Here it is. Number one, God created my body. God's spirit lived in my body. Jesus died for my body. I'm connected to Christ's body. God's going to resurrect my body. I'm expected to take care of and will give an account for my body. That's the reason why we should care for our bodies. Amen? Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Father, we thank you this morning for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, Lord. You say the children of this world are sometimes wiser than the children of light. Lord, today, Lord God, we shine the light on some things, Lord. We confess, Lord God, that, that we've taken for granted from time to time and not have taken care of our bodies the way that we should. God, we have done some things to our bodies that we shouldn't have done. Um, God, we're worried in our spirit and our physical bodies are being affected by that. Um, Father, we just pray. And God, we want wholeness. We want health, Lord God, in every aspect. And I pray for the people of God this morning, God, those who, who know in their spirits, Lord God. Maybe they got a doctor report, and maybe they've decided they just, maybe you're sitting here and you just ignored what the doctor said. And maybe someone in here have thought to themselves, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die of something, so it doesn't matter. I, I pray today that, God, that you would, you would have sent them a word to let them know that that is wrong thinking because we have to give an account for our bodies. You die for our bodies. You rose again. Father God, you're going to resurrect our bodies. All those wonderful things, Lord. And we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our temple belongs to you. You dwell in us. So God, I pray right now that you will heal the people of God of afflictions, emotionally and physically. I pray this morning, God, that you will bring health and wholeness to your people. Listen, I want to do this before. I know we're going to take communion here in a moment. But I want to do this. I want to uh, pray. Now, if you've heard this word, now when I say you've heard this word, meaning that you understand what God, that, that, and you have a revelation that God wants you to take care of your body. And if God has shown you that there's some things that you need to change about your habits, maybe you need to exercise more. Maybe you just, maybe you sit down too much and maybe you eat, whatever the case might be. Or maybe you overcome with worry or your, or, you know, or your bitterness and all this stuff is eating you up and it's affecting your health. All of this stuff, God wants us to be free today. And so, and so if you heard this morning and you sense in your spirit, you say, you, you're, you're agreeing in the spirit, the Lord, I'm going to make some changes today. I'm going to make some changes so I can have, be a, a healthier person. 
if, if you have come to that place, then I want to offer you, for those of you who may be sick and you're believing God for healing, some, some of the sickness may not be related at all to your diet or to some things you've done, but you know yourself. So let God search your heart. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. That's what this requires, honesty. So I want to invite you to come up. If you've if you got an affliction in your body, you're sick, you need God to heal you this morning. He's saying, Pastor, I got that revelation. I'm ready to move on. I'm, I'm, I, I need God to touch my body, and I want to be healed. If that's you, just come on up to the altar. I'm just going to pray for healing. I'm not going to ask you any questions. I'm just going to pray that God will heal you. But at the same time, remember that if there's something that you've done that caused that problem, then make sure that you confess that to God as well. Make sure that you change your life, that you get healthier, that you do some things, because God wants you healthy. God wants you to live a long life. God don't want you struggling. So if you need healing in your body, you got this revelation, you want to get it right, just come on up. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to pray. How many know we've seen God do a miracle this week? There are more miracles that's in store for us. I don't think we've even scratched the surface yet. Just believe in God for healing. Come on up. I'm going to pray God to heal you. I'm going to pray God to heal you, whatever you need healing at. Maybe in your emotional health as well. You just need healing. You just need God to heal. I mean, God, God is a healer. God is a healer. God is a healer. Amen. And those of you who are sitting in the, in the, in the audience there, you can just believe God. You can just pray. As we just pray to God to heal. Let's lift our hands up. We're, gonna, we're just going to pray and ask God to heal. And I'm going to touch and agree with everybody. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, you are the God that heals. Father, we lift our hands of an act, as an act of surrender. God, we know that you are a miracle-working God. God, we know that there is nothing too hard for you. God, you know, Lord God, the problems that every person up here has. Lord God, some of them, Lord God, need a healing. Not, Lord, they've done nothing wrong, Lord. It's just, just they got some kind of disease that came over them. Father, I pray for your mercy. I pray for healing right now. And for those, Lord God, who realize that, that they've contributed to the problem, I pray, God, that you'll wipe the slate clean. I pray you forgive them in the name of Jesus. And I pray for healing in Jesus' name. I pray for restored health in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray that you would heal, set free, and out and out in the name of Jesus heal your people today God set them free in the name of Jesus complete and total healing Lord in their emotions God in their spirit God in their physical bodies God in the name of Jesus now I need you to repeat after me Lord Jesus I thank you for your healing power heal me right now touch me right now set me free right now and keep me free in the name of Jesus, I believe, based on your word, by your stripes, I am healed. I am set free, and I am delivered. I receive my healing by faith. I am well. I am strong. I, am, I have great vitality. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a praise for that, if you. Come on, give God a praise. Now, whatever, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, you know the Holy Spirit is wise. So the wisdom of the Spirit is what God has revealed to you. You're always accountable for what you know. So God has revealed some things, whether it's in the Spirit, whether it's physically, whether, whatever the case might be. Follow the Spirit, amen? 
Listen to God. God is on your side. Do you hear me? God wants you healthy. Do you hear me? He wants you well because he got a great work that he wants to do in every one of you. Amen. Come and give God a praise for that. You guys can be seated. Uh, we're going to go ahead. Uh, we didn't take communion last week. We're going to take it this week. Uh, we're going to do it this week. Amen. Uh, so uh, let's prepare for communion. Um, in fact, this would be a good time to just, um, just search our hearts. Um, we're going to just um, ask God, thank the Lord, and just, just ask him to continue to just uh, revive us in our souls and our spirits. And every time we take communion, it's a sense of reconnectedness. That's when we reconnect with God in a very fresh way. And I'm praying that as we take communion this morning, a couple of things. I'm praying that by his stripes, we believe and we receive, as we've already said, that the people that are believing for healing, they got it. And I'm also praying that, that, that Lord God, that the people of God will feel your presence. They will feel your power in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that as we prepare to take communion, that you would restore the brokenness in people's lives. I just feel like this morning that there are some folks sitting here that's just been broken in their spirit. They've just been broken. I, I feel God healing you right now. You, you've just been broken in your spirit. The Holy Spirit said, receive it right now. God has mended you back. He's mending you together. Your heart is where it needs to be. And God has been waiting. And God says that you are healed this morning in Jesus' name. You are healed in Jesus' name. That word was for somebody. So just take a moment before we take communion and just, and just worship it and thank him right in your seat. Just thank him. Just thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his mercy. Thank him and worship. We worship you, Lord God. We worship you, Lord. We honor you in this place. You're a great God and your mercy endures forever, oh God. We thank you for your healing power. Healing power will flow in this room. Uh, your people are set free today in the name of Jesus. They have not just been made well, but they have been made whole. They have been made whole by the power of your blood. God, we commune with you today as a symbolic of what you've done into our hearts, God, what you've done on the inside of us. You, you brought us closer to you, Lord. And, and God, we're, we're, we're close to you, Lord. Every, everything that is not like you got to flee, you got to get out of our spirits so that we can soar in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's freedom in the house today. There's healing. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it, Lord God. We receive it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God, we've been made free by the power of your blood. By the power of your blood. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. I'm going to ask that you follow the directions of, of the ushers if I can have everybody stand. We're going to uh, get communion cups here and then we're going to come back and we'll take communion together. I'll follow the directions of the ushers, please.
worship you, Jesus. We worship you. God, you did it for us. You did it for us. God, we're taking back our inheritance today. What the devil has stolen from us, God, we're getting it back double. We're getting it back double, Lord. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Today we remember our King, our Savior, and we thank him for his healing power. Shall we eat together? In the same way, he also took the cup after supper. And he said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat the bread and we drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Father, we're reminded that your blood never, never, never lost and never will lose its power. 
It is by your blood that we have been made whole. It is by your blood that we have been healed in Jesus' name. It is by your blood, oh God, that we have been restored. It is because of the blood that we are standing here today. You spilled your blood. You died a horrific death. You bled for us that we can stand here as the children of the living God made well and made whole. God, we give you praise. As we drink this cup today, God, we commune with you, King Jesus. God, I pray there would be a closeness, that there would be a love that will manifest itself through us. And I pray every disease, every sickness, in the name of Jesus, be gone and stay gone. In the name of Jesus, shall we drink together. Pass those cups to the middle. <laughs> so depending on where you are, that's going to be your right or your left. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen. That's right, that's right, that's right. Amen. Were you helped today? Amen. Come on, give God a praise, will you? Listen, um, I want you guys to stick around a little bit in fellowship. Uh, remember, we have the hospitality table, so I want you to come out there and fellowship a little bit with us. Uh, we also have, just so some of you may not know, uh, we have a, a little bookstore that we're trying to develop. Uh, these are, are books that I myself have personally chosen, books that I would recommend and kind of give you some insight into where we are and what we think as a people and as a church, and something there that will uh, really strengthen your spirit, man. Amen? And so I want to, uh, to encourage you to take, uh, take part in that and uh, be healed in Jesus' name. Walk in your healing, be healthy in every aspect and in every way, and know that God is with you. Amen? Can we thank him one more time for what he's done? Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his throne of grace. To Jesus alone be glory, dominion, power, now and forevermore. And all God's people said amen. Come on, give God praise. See you next week. Bless you.